From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to announce my new book, Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. Inside, you're going to find 13 spiritual laws and 52 high vibrational spiritual practices, all to help you manifest a life of peace, abundance, and true freedom. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com and grab your copy today. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherry Anna Boyle. I'm your host of the show. And if you're new to the show, I want to give you a warm welcome. And if you have been coming back to the show, listening to it, so appreciate you. Thank you for being a loyal listener. I think that you're absolutely going to love the disc. I know you're going to love the discussion today. We're going to be talking about a concept called gentle power. And I have a special guest. Now, I didn't come up with that term, folks. My guest came up with that, that idea and she wrote a book. I'm going to introduce you in, in just a moment. I want to remind you that all these shows are sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That's a place where many of our authors' books are featured, where some of the products are featured, and some people actually give discount codes to our listeners. So it's good to check in on that Just Ask Spirit Marketplace, which is at SherryAnnaBoyle.com, as well as my membership. Membership. Now, this week in membership, we've been processing emotions around self-love, self-compassion. It's kind of interesting because I'm going to be having this discussion about gentle power in a moment. I think it's going to weave in nicely to what we've been doing in membership and not just what we've been, I don't like that we're doing, folks, you know that, what we've been experiencing in membership and also the wisdom that comes through because emotions are very wise. They give us a lot of wisdom. So you want to check that out again at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. But now, now I want to introduce you to my guest, Dr. Everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Lati. <laughs> You're so amazing. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, There's you gotta lie. give credit where credit is due. And and I know <laughs> your full your full name is is Amelia. Elizabeth Lottie, but you go by Elizabeth Lottie, everyone. She has a PhD. This is, uh, your, your book is called Gentle Power, a revolution and how we think, lead and succeed using the Finnish art of Sisu. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, tell us, I mean, aside from being a doctor and you've got a ton of awards, I'm looking at her bio, everyone. You, you have been, you've done quite a bit. Well, for one, you have given a TEDx talk. You have been, you have given talks at Fortune 500 companies. Once again, a TEDx, Stanford University, and UC Berkeley. Your website is sisulab.com, by, by the way, anyone who wants to get in touch with you. 
but you've won many awards around building communities and organizational cultures based on everyday leadership as an expression of courage and compassion. So once again, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What a welcome. We're, we're like hitting the ground running. Of course we are. We always hit the ground running here at Just Death Spirit. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, here we go. I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer. Yeah. So uh, gentle power. How? Mm. Tell us, how, you know, first of all, I want everyone to know I have the book here. It's packed with research. I mean, you're a researcher, right? Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah. So my, my background in a brief nutshell started with um, social psychology, actually. Um, so it's very much rooted in this natural curiosity that I've had always, you know, which took me on this path of really trying to understand the world and ask a lot of questions. Um, and I guess what's relevant here is that when I then, 12 years ago, when I was living in the U.S., in New York City, um, I was facing one of the biggest um, uh, dr dramatic events of my life. I had just come out of a very extremely violent relationship. Uh, I was emotionally and physically um, very extreme. And when I started this long journey to healing after this um, this relationship ended, what was keeping me up at night were, again, a bunch of questions, you know, aside from why me, of course, which is very natural to ask, but also this more broader question that how do humans um, unearth inner strength and life force? in the face of extreme adversity and in this kind of a place where we have um, kind of been robbed the um, ability to have faith in humans, you know, uh, our trust is broken, which is very, um, it's hard to mend sometimes, sometimes, you know? And the second question was, so who survives, who doesn't, what can we learn from those who have overcome and survived? How did I come out of this thing? Um, and then what could I learn from those people? And then maybe through my own experience, how could we together avoid some of the potholes on the way to healing? And so so I've been this uh, woman who's asked questions throughout her life since she was a little girl. And that led me on this whirlwind adventure um, during which, because of some serendipity as well, a lot of it actually, um, that to me feels like guidance a lot. Uh, I ended up stumbling upon this concept from my own native culture, which you pronounced so beautifully and perfectly, which is Sisu, spelled S-I-S-U. And the concept itself is about 500 years old. And even in my own native culture, even though it's the most crucial component of the Finnish culture, no one had ever researched it and no one could really explain to me what it exactly is because it's very elusive, like life force is, which means that it's a complete research nightmare. But that became my path. And um, I guess I'll put an end how, here. How did you stumble upon that? How did you yeah. stumble up? How did it even arrive? You said you were guided and this was in your culture. How did that happen? Yeah, so um, I, I stumbled into a lecture hall at University of Pennsylvania, 
so I was visiting the campus because I was thinking maybe if I would dare to apply um, to their master's program in applied positive psychology. And I went there on a stormy, rainy, sleety morning in February 2012. And I was looking at my super tiny iPhone at the time. I think it was like iPhone, like minus seven, but probably back in the day, tiny screen. And I managed to find a program of what's happening in the campus. And there was right then starting Positive Psychology 101 with Angela Duckworth, who's one of their most badass researchers there within psychology. She researches grit, very cool book for anyone, um, on passion and perseverance for long-term goals. I stumble into the class. She's talking about grit and having this toughness to continue, even though we're facing extreme adversities. And something in me is, I'm thinking like, that reminds me of something back home, this concept of Sisu, which I, you know, it's like water or the air we breathe here in Finland. You know, we don't really talk about it. It's just so obvious that's there. And I went to speak to Angela afterwards and I introduced myself and she said like, well, you're the first person I've ever met from Finland. And I asked her if you've ever heard of Sisu. And she indeed had a little um, slide on Sisu in her slide deck. And it led into this whole conversation. I did end up getting into the program. And I ended up doing my master's thesis advised by Angela Duckworth on Sisu. And no way. That was the beginning. I, I just I just love those moments. Don't you, audience, that where we are divinely guided? I mean, yet you're just land in that in the place with a researcher like that and you're a researcher, had you known she was that badass at the time or did that sort of, no. Okay. No, so you didn't, didn't say to yourself, Oh, I need to be in this class because she's, no, I'd never heard of her. Yeah. And, and what are the chances she has it in her slides? <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a good researcher, you know, so she would, <laughs> but, but she, she was curious and she had, she encouraged me to, choose this area as my research so she does get a very loving credit every time from me you know that when we do this as uh people women you know we do that to each other and as um friends and family and men and women mm. to really see the potential in someone before they see it in themselves we can really really open doors to each other it's so important so talk to us about Sisu, just so we have an understanding of, of what you mean. And I know you're too, you talk about it in the book as well. Yeah. So Sisu is, it's a word and a concept um, denoting a quality within every single human. So even though it's a Finnish word, it's a universal capacity because it's about life force. It's that flame within you that will not let you perish it's the, mm. the life force that will keep you hanging on to the last thread so you, one could even say in a simplified way that sisu begins where perseverance ends so when we come Ooh. to the point that we have nothing say left, that again i like that what what, oh, what yeah. is that sisu begins sisu begins where perseverance ends so it's the point where we are at the end of our preconceived or assumed mental or physical capacities. And I always mm. ask this when I give lectures and keynotes, that who has been to this place? You know, it's, it's some people call it the dark night of the soul when you're just completely 
crunched and crushed. And yet, when we don't yet give up, we find this like a second wind or a third wind that is this life force. So um, Sisu is not something we do all the time. It's an extra reserve of strength that we draw from. Um, and secondly, Sisu is also um, denotes this. Um, it's a courageous, consistent approach toward goals and dreams and challenges that way exceed and far exceed our preconceived uh, abilities that we might have. So Sisu is about having the courage to take action against very slim odds, whatever that might be. And did you find out, I'm sure and you did, when did this Sisu come about? Who was the originator of this concept? Was there a one person or was it, how did it emerge, the history? So we, we know from Sisu that the, the etymology of the word uh, it. it roots to word that's sisus. So you put an S at the end, mm -hmm. which literally means the interior or the inside or um, in intestines. It, you could translate it as guts, like literally the inside. Interesting. So okay. I wouldn't be able to um, share the originator or the person. I think it was part of the cultural dialogue that somehow mm. emerged. And sisus originally meant this place in the human like it was a specific location i think in the gut somewhere in the in the belly area where these very explosive um emotions originated from mm. and we see this in many uh like the greek history where the belly was described as the seat of power so it's not unique to finland that we would locate strength and this kind of very explosive audacity almost to the belly region. And in Eastern philosophy, we would, you know, Lord Dantian is where we in Qigong would um, collect the energy to store it and then to use it. So oh, I love it to store it and then to use it. Yes, I noticed right, right away when I opened your book that you quoted Peter Levine. So I knew that there was going to be some connection there to the body or quote says we are fierce warriors, gentle nurturers and everything in between. Mm. So we all have it. Sisu. Yeah. We forget sometimes. Yeah. I sure have forgotten many times, you know, mm -hmm. along the path of fierce warrior and gentle nurturer and everything in between. So it, it ebbs How and flows. How has having this knowledge influenced the way that you think about things? I mean, I've, naturally, you wrote a book called Gentle Power. Is that is that what led to the creation of Gentle Power? How has it influenced you in the way you think about things, the way you go about things, the way you look at people? I'm just curious, personally. Mm, a beautiful question. You know, I... I have this personal belief that um, um, anything we take and we use it as a, um, as a vehicle uh, for as far as it goes and then we release it uh, or we follow uh, a path or a practice and it can be a road to deeper awakening and awareness of something. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, Sisu and this exploration of the quality of my inner strength and power 
has really been this way for me to cultivate myself as a person, as a friend, as a partner, as a leader, to to hone those qualities in me that are less virtuous and hopefully mm-hmm. transmute them into something more um, beneficial for not just me, but for everyone else. So the fact that the book is called um, Gentle Power, even though this CISO is a concept that um, uh, I was pioneering the research, so it could have been called CISO, the book, technically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I chose to focus on the higher expression of CISO, not just the CISO as a core base, very raw quality, because it's an embodied fortitude. So it's it's not just mental willing mm. will our way out of something but it's a really rudy somatic strong power i mean if my voice goes low when i talk about it because it just kind of drops right there um but it's not enough to only have sisu because we're living in connection to one another so how we do things always has a ripple effect so i have used sisu in a harsh way most of us have, you know, when we do things sometimes or um, at all cost. So we achieve and we get the goal done. But then when we look back the road that we walked and we ask ourselves that did we honor ourselves and did we honor the people in our lives? Because when Sisu is um, used without bringing this complementary force and power of gentleness, it can get very harsh too. And mm. like, just like the yin and the yang. So when when the activity goes too much in the yang, it gets hard and hard and harsh and it becomes even violence. It gets so hard that it breaks. And so we need to bring these complementary energies together. And for that, I use this idea of gentle power, which is the higher octave expression of Sisu. Mm, That's beautiful. And in your book, you define on page 40, gentle power means to feel honesty into where we are regarding our strength. I mean, you give several definitions, but that one particularly stands out to me. Again, gentle power means to feel honesty into where we are regarding our strength. So is that what you mean by when you when you look back and ask, did you honor yourself along the way? Is that the honest part? Yeah, that's the honest part. And the question came to me when I was doing research for the concept, and I did it um, using this qualitative method uh, or framework that's called auto autoethnography, which means that the researcher goes inside the phenomena that she or he is researching because. Um, Oftentimes, it's hard to actually put not put these things into numbers, especially when we have a concept that we don't know yet much about. So this project that I designed, um, or that was kind of given to me, to be honest, um, somehow I felt like it was a calling um, to train and to um, run the length of New Zealand. It's a 1,500-mile, crazy long, 50 ultramarathons, and I wanted to do it to launch, uh, to collect the data for the research of what's that place when we do an extremely extreme thing and when we are stripped away from our our strength, what is it that we reached for in that moment? What does it actually feel? 
because it was pretty hard to research. Had you that. had you done anything like? I mean, had you? Are you an athlete? I was not an ultra runner when I started. I had done a marathon years ago and another one 15 years ago. And I was pretty sedentary actually when I did the plan. So I did learn how to be an ultra runner and endure long distances. But I do have to say that there must have been some kind of a predisposition in my body because I remember when I thought of this challenge and the first idea came to me and I was really motivated by this call to be an activist to help dismantle the silence around domestic violence because that was my trauma what it uh, was about and so there was a very strong will in me to do something but also when I thought about this goal it was my body that first leaned into it and said yes we'll try this we'll go into Mm -hmm. it so it was almost like my body was just waiting to get to explore a thing like this. Um, But I have to say that, I mean, it was a completely crazy bonkers excursion, which to this day um, gives gifts to me. Because when we go to that place, whatever it is that we do, we get to explore our strength and we get to literally see how we are able to take those steps. And I just want to say that Ultra Run as a action for this research that I did is so beautiful because it is also the metaphor for life because we're all on this long, long ultra run that we're uh, part of. Mm -hmm. So all the Mm -hmm. same laws and rules and methods apply and I'm using them on a daily basis constantly. I have heard of that before. I've heard about, I've never been a part of one, but I have heard about programs like transformational programs that push you to the edge in terms of you're a bit sleep deprived. And I'm not, I'm not sure if you know some of those programs I'm talking about to sort of get you to sort of dismantle whatever is getting in the way. And I'm wondering if that's a little bit like what you mean about going beyond your edge. And perhaps that's the intention. I've had friends that have attended these programs. They're like, they're great. You should come along. And I'm like, anything with sleep deprivation, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. I don't find that fun. That's not the way I'm going to do it. Okay. I will transform, but it's not going to be with sleep deprivation. (laughs) That's a really good point right there. Actually, like, yes, I but went I, through this. I, I can imagine that's what it feels like. I mean, you've got to, you go into yeah. another place, right? When you, I mean, you just, it's like being a mom. I remember the days where <laughs> I didn't sleep. Perhaps that's why I refused to do it again is because I did it with three <laughs> children. And I just remember you still got to get up in the morning and you got to get the kids dressed and, you know, you, you have to find it somewhere inside of you, even though, even if you've been up every two hours to get up and do it. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not interested in sleep, dep- anything with sleep deprivation, but I do want to know what you learned. I do want to know what came through you. We do need to take a quick break, but when we get back, everyone, she's going to share. Right. You're going to share with us. Elizabeth's going to share um, what what it took for her to get through that. And once again, if you're just joining us on the radio, Elizabeth Lati is the author of Gentle Power. And the subtitle is A Revolution and How We Think, Lead and Succeed Using 
The Finnish art of Sisu. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, the Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just As Spirit. Today, we're talking about gentle power. And I have the author of the book, Gentle Power, Elizabeth here, Lottie. And before the break, we were you were telling us about your ultra run and how you actually... It's so fascinating to me because I'm also an adjunct psychology professor. My, my uh, audience knows that about me. And so we're always taught to be the observer to sit on the outside. You went in 
I love it. I mean, I just think this is awesome, right? I would love that. And so you went all in and examined it from inside out on this ultra run. And what did you discover? Yeah, so I, I really had to do it that way because how to research life force, I mean, to put people in extreme situations, like you would never get uh, the IRB approval to what you put people in a burning house and see. So I was really left with this end of one to um, go through my own experience. Um, I just want to go back to what you said earlier about the sleep sure. depri- deprivation and taking some really I- insane challenge. So yeah. um, it can be a good idea for someone who wants to explore the Sisu side of the continuum. So if we think of gentleness and power, so gentleness and Sisu. So when someone is reading the book, it's good to keep in mind that um, for someone, it might be that what they need more is actually gentleness, that they already have a lot of this very like big power and and the ability to endure all kinds of crazy things. Um and it might actually be more beneficial to be gentle on oneself, which actually has been the learning for me for the last six years, seven years, I would say. And then vice versa, that someone who has a lot of gentleness might use some kind of a boot camp, you know, in order to unearth some of that, you know. But really just advising everyone to be very mindful and um, give your body and mind what it really needs, where that next mm evolution is so uh, i've definitely pushed myself a lot and now i'm really on a curriculum for gentleness um and that actually brings us to the biggest learning of the run i almost feel like the whole 50 days that i was there existed for this day 12 um and by day 12 i had been running 30 miles each every day we had also organized events for this campaign that I launched that was called Sisu Not Silence. So I would sometimes run 30 miles and do a women's and men's circle for two, three hours where we'd bring the community together to talk about what is what looks uh, what like a compassionate community looks like, where people can talk when they're experiencing something, you know. And how how would you do that? Would you just okay folks, here we are. We're gonna gather just together now. It. Yeah, like finish the run and then go tape the toes, take a shower, have a coffee or eat. And uh, and, and this is with fellow roll runners that roll in is like people just coming on and what's going on? I, I'm trying to organize. picture the scene. I love you. <laughs> we, we pre-organized. Uh, so we set the dates. So there's 15 okay. different cities. And we had done the pre-work to put advertisements, you know. So in some cities and meetings would have 10 people. The so biggest is this a one. grant? Were you funded by a grant here? Was this? No, uh, I did. I did all the project uh, managing, and I funded the campaign by doing fundraising, like the wow. two years before that, and we raised the funds so that the cities and the people won't have to pay. But we actually organized it, and then they could use it for their own fundraising for their domestic violence work, you know, in the city. And unbelievable! Oh, wow! Thing. And this so, um, wow. Okay, yeah. so here you are, you're yeah. running and, and something happens on day 12. Yeah, so uh, very quite unsurprisingly, I was starting to develop some kind of an injury on my on my right leg. Um, but what's more in- interesting maybe here is that what had happened um, was this thing that the external pressure 
that's, you know, it's kind of real, but then it's not real either because people are generally, you know, we're all living our own lives. So a lot of it is imagined in a way, I would say, but we still tend to feel it. And sometimes what happens with me or happened more back in the day was that I was listening to my inner drum, my own heartbeat at first. And then somehow there's a drum beat that comes from outside and it kind of shifts and it gets way. So there's that like external pressure and I'm losing joy, you know, and it's a, it's a huge pressure that I'm having because, you know, I've been talking about this for two years and there's a lot of doubters as well. who are saying like, you know, the sun, she can't do it, you know, like physically it's not possible for someone who hasn't been an ultra runner all her life and stuff like that. And so I'm under a lot of pressure with this thing. And what I realized that I've actually let this run start to own me this beautiful thing that I imagined and I dreamed and I, I created and I had lost joy, you know, mm-hmm. that I was in so much pain. And it's in life as well when we're experiencing a lot of suffering or there's pain. It's really hard to be excited about the beauty that surrounds us. And so this was the, the key moment. Um, you know, I was having this dialogue with the road all the time. It was, of course, me having the dialogue inside my own head. Was it a dialogue or a a vent, a rant? Yes, (laughs) that's good. It was a rant. It was like asking me questions about my past, about my decisions, you know, like, (laughs) why did you do that? You know, I'm like all of this because I had a lot of time to think because I was alone on the road most of the time, you know, so it was me, myself and I. And so on this particular day, the road um, kind of, asked me to look into the distant into the uh, end of the road and said like, hey, Amelia, Elizabeth, do you see that next curve, the next bend over there? I'm like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. And the road was like, you know what's behind it? There's going to be another straight road and another bend. And there's going to be another bend. And that you will never run out of road to run. That you can keep on going for the forever if you want to to keep on following and searching, you know? And then what it also said was, because I was in so much pain. So what I heard the road say uh, was that. Was it pain- road or spirit? Well, it is, of course, the spirit, you know, but it's like <laughs> all of these. But it that feels like it's the road. To, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We call it our psyche in science. Our psyche. Yes. <laughs> science. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would so- say spirit and, um, so also said that, you know, the pain will stop when you make it stop. Ooh. Ooh. And, Ooh. you know, in that moment, it kind of just illuminated my entire life. All the points of my life where I had made a decision where I didn't stand for me and I wasn't on my own side, you know. And so I had this like epiphany. And I also realized in that moment that because of the um upbringing which you know for a lot of us is that we have to be super strong we have to be the warriors so i also had this warrior archetype uh, that i was living and i realized that all my life you know it had been easier for me to be hard on myself than to be kind to show mercy to be gentle Mm -hmm. and that was the beginning point where this idea of gentle power started to take seed it took Mm. years but that's where i am now and you know the next day i did take a day off Uh, i went to see a doctor 
And luckily there was nothing hugely damaged on my foot. So what I did was I incorporated some uh, cycling into the mix and I actually took a day off. There happened to be a, like a cyclone or it's called a, it's not called a hurricane in New Zealand, but crazy winds. Like, like I could have not gone outside anyways the next day, which is pretty funny. Um, but I was able to weave together in this running and cycling until my foot was better. So I was still powering myself to get to the next city where I had the next event. And I was learning, not, you know, just completing the task and performing, but I was learning for life, you know, these mm. balance between Sisu and gentleness. Absolutely beautiful. I, I love that story. And there, there's so much to sink into there. It reminds me of a recently I was channeling spirit. I do this membership and spirit always explains things in a way that helps me make sense of it. And it kind of reminds me of what you're saying. And the way that it was described to me or shown to me from spirit was a tightrope walker, right? So they're on a tightrope and you have a choice. You can either put a net underneath you. And this of course would eliminate a lot of pressure because you know, you got the net or you could attempt to say, you know what, I'm not doing it with the net, which of course makes you have to get everything right, get everything perfect, right? So spirit was like, just always have, just put the net there, right? Put the, let, put the soft landing underneath you and, and just let that, you're still doing your thing, but just allow for that soft landing. And I, that's how I'm interpreting is I'm remembering these, mm-hmm. these words from spirit that just kind of helped me understand. And I love that. And in your book, Elizabeth, you say that gentleness, uh, actually quote a French philosopher here that says gentleness is courage without violence, strength without harshness, love without anger. And also Mm -hmm. that gentleness is gentleness only as long as it owns nothing to, to owes nothing to fear. And I love what you said earlier. This is what stuck out to me. And I don't know what audience, what poked out at you and that her story is. I love when you said that the run owned you. Mm. I think we can relate to that. And I mean, it's so relatable that the run owned you and you lost joy. Mm. It's Mm. like something crosses the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's an invitation, really, you know, um, to stay awake and and do the work, whatever the practice is for, you know, people who are with us here, you know, listening. If it's prayer, if it's meditation, if it's going to nature, breath, whatever the embodied thing is, you know, I always say nowadays that Sisu always begins with silence. Mm. ends with the breath because when we are centered we are strong i love that sisu always begins with silence Mm. and with the breath and when Mm. we are silence we are strong Mm. looking back at you were, you know, obviously you, you got out of an abusive situation. A lot of people don't. Mm. 
at, or or perhaps they do, but they don't fully recover, right? What what would you say to that person? Mm. That the the you knowing what you know now. Yeah, it's um <laughs> the number one thing is to um really if this is the first time that it kind of comes to your mind, you know, that um that if you have a doubt that a situation that you're in is is not respectful, you know, or there's this even just mental, you know, um, emotional diminishing and this nitpicking and these little things, because it always starts with very little, you know, and like when we choose and use Sisu in this context, you know, it always is about being on your own side. And mm. for a lot of us who've ended oh. up in being in abusive situations is that oftentimes those people, they're very kind, you know, they're very mm-hmm. caring. There's a tendency to put the other person ahead of them. And, you know, even I had this dream that I wanted to see the happy ending and I saw the good in this person, you know, because I saw the humanness in because we all, we're all human. We all were a baby. We all have something very beautiful <laughs> and unique in us. But that does not mean that love, you know, love does not equal access. Love mm. does not equal that we we stay and we cross ourselves, you know. And so what I've learned in this path, which I didn't know um before which was why i was uh why i was in that relationship had to do with boundaries um had to do with self-worth you know that completely utterly valuable um and no one ever ever in any circumstances needs to put up with any kind of emotional or physical and it does not need to escalate to physical Sometimes the emotional in a way is even more cruel and sneaky because it leaves no marks. Right. So I do hope that part of this conversation around Sisu, you know, because Sisu can be used to that we take on challenges that are physical. Uh, Mm -hmm. We take on challenges that relate to our dreams. Well, we might take on the challenge, you know, have the courage to become a parent and, and go through the big journey, but also to use our Sisu to really develop our self-worth and have the courage to leave mm-hmm. situations when we need to leave them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I w- again, in the beginning of this conversation, I was saying this week in the membership, we've been focusing on that self-worth and, and someone of what's come to light is this. Sometimes we see things as hierarchy that somebody's better than us, more powerful than us, and we put ourselves, we we see ourselves as smaller or, or as not as capable or as not, not, and people use money or whatever it is. So it, it's interesting to uh, dive with you into this discussion about self-love, self-esteem. Any words about boundaries? Mm. I mean, we can only, there's one way to kind of feel into boundaries, which might be useful. It's also mentioned in the book. And mm-hmm. um, it's this learning to tell the difference between nice and kind. Mm. Oh. Yeah. 
you know, might yeah. kind of look the same, but when we feel and look into the energy and how we actually behave, mm-hmm. nice means that we are we're giving the answer that we think the other person needs so that we still keep being included. There's mm-hmm. no fear of being of, that we're not challenging someone. We don't get challenged. So there's this like creepy status quo where everyone has an agreement that I don't mention your thing and you don't mention this thing. But that is a very life depleting situation. That's called an entanglement. That's not relating. Because when we are relating, we're also doing the very courageous thing of asking the hard questions, asking, having the tough conversations, which allows us to actually um be on a almost like this constant exploration with the other person and we get to grow, we get to challenge each other. So when we're kind, it means that we we keep that gentle power. So it doesn't mean that we, we treat people badly ever because we always have that responsibility as the leaders of our space, you know, and our families. But being kind means that um, we we bring in those boundaries and that honest conversation so that what we do is actually relating and not diminishing ourselves. So kindness, it's not based in fear, but niceties, being nice, there is a shrinking and a contraction, whereas kind is rooted, it's upright, there's dignity. And those two mm-hmm. can create a completely two different worlds. And reality. I, I I love what you're saying, and I can see where you can get manipulated in the niceness, yeah. and 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 people do when people feel like, oh, you aren't being nice to me, right? <laughs> or that wasn't very nice. Right? You can see where the manipulation can come in. You are just. A brilliant woman. Yeah, this book is amazing. I, I can't tell you how much research is in this book, everyone. So if you want a book that's just really research-based, it's called Gentle Power, A Revolution and How We Think, Lead, and Succeed in Using the Finnish Art of Sisu. Amelia Elizabeth Lati, thank you so much for all your wisdom. I hope that everybody grabs your book and I hope that you get booked for more speaking gigs on this because we could all we could all use this. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed yeah. this. Oh you're, oh, you're so welcome. I have another quick break, everyone. I'm going to wrap up the show. So uh, stay with us. Be right back. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours 
at sherryannaboyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated DreamVision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play DreamVision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherriannaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. That was an incredible show. So many golden nuggets. I absolutely enjoyed that. I love the concept of gentle power. I'm so glad that I have the books. I can go and get more juicy nuggets from it and with the research It went perfectly with what's been happening in my world this week. Again, we've been focusing on membership and self-love and self-compassion. And what we've been doing is really processing our emotions around that and clearing away anything that does not serve you, any beliefs, any habits, any behaviors. And I always channel spirit in those cleanses. And so lots of interesting things always come up. We also had a celebration this week. I had a a client who had a success, had a victory, something that she and I have been focusing on together, supporting her, helping her to process what she feels, helping her to move through any reactivity. And that to me is gentle power. When you, when you make a conscious choice to process your emotions. But I I really love the Sisu thing, don't you folks? It's just, I found the concept and the the history to be so fascinating. And I think what stuck out, one of the things, there are many things that stuck out to me was that Sisu always begins with silence and with the breath. And what a wonderful way for us to remember, to remember that our true power, our gentle power, begins in the quiet, not in the loud. And I always say, I've said before on this show, pay attention to the quiet ones. Pay attention. If somebody's being loud and barking and demanding and criticizing and blaming, don't give attention to that. Don't don't let that create instability in your life or disrupt your sense of true power, your sense of peace, your commitment to 
self-love, compassion, and kindness. Instead, put your attention on the quiet ones. Those individuals are sometimes so incredibly powerful. They have so much to offer. And I'm so happy that this information is out there and it continues to come out through authors, through motivational speakers and and through mentors and leaders and whatnot, or regular folks, people that are just exploring spirituality and mental health, because we can start to shift this a bit, that you don't need to make a lot of noise and disturb everyone's sense of inner peace and connection to be able to make a difference in the world, to be able to make positive changes I hope that you enjoyed the show. I sure am grateful for you. Don't forget to check out the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace on SherryAnnaBoyle.com. And also, if you want to come to the Azores, remember I'm leading a retreat in Azores in 2024. You want to hop on board pretty soon because we're in an early bird registration. And we are going to be doing emotional cleansing in the Azores. I'll take you through the process every single morning. We'll be meditating every single night. And in between tons of fun stuff. Some stuff is on your own. Some stuff is with the group, but it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be an experience. And I would love to have you there. So again, sherryannaboyle.com. Remember your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.